Hi friends, welcome to Happily Even After. I'm Life Coach Jen, a certified life coach that specializes in relationships. I'm a mom of four awesome kids and one amazing son-in-law, a home decorator, a remodeler, a shopper, a scrabbler, and a snuggler. I want to help you with your relationships, mainly the relationship you have with yourself, your family, and God. Thanks for listening and letting me share the tools I have learned that can help you live happily, even after some of life's greatest challenges. Hey friends, hope everyone's having an awesome day. I know I say that every time, but I do. I really think I I want you to have a good day. I am taking this certification, which is mind-blowing, amazing. It's about our nervous system. And I'm going to be incorporating this into my coaching, which I think is life-changing. I think every person needs to understand their nervous system. And especially with any trauma, when you've experienced betrayal, And honestly, I'm just going to say it. Everyone has trauma, whether you think you do or not. That's a human condition. It could be big T trauma or little T trauma. But the women that I work with, the people I work with definitely have trauma. But I don't want that. Just because I say that doesn't mean you can't heal from it. I totally believe you can. But learning your nervous system, at least for me, has been life-changing. And it helps me understand how I was in my past during my marriage, why I was the way I was, why I did things. I was in constant fight and freeze probably for 26 years, which is exhausting. And so now I understand it. Now I understand where, how to get to my zone, my zone of resilience, what that feels like, what it feels like to be safe. So I've just learned so many powerful things and I'm going to incorporate that and I'm going to be doing some free webinars because I want everyone to have access that wants to learn about their nervous system to have that because it is that powerful and I think that important to me. But um, one thing is that we've been talking about and I'm going to do my podcast today is on neuroplasticity and that's a long word. But really it's about how our brain, which is so amazing, our brain is amazing how our brain can create different neural pathways and change. And so I'm going to talk about a few different studies and a few different examples so you can understand what neuroplasticity is. And I know a lot of people have heard of this phrase called the growth mindset. And it is possible. So people either have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. And there was a lady, her name's Carol DeWick, and she did this study with several different students, kids, to see how they reacted to failure. And it was really interesting because some of them got super devastated with just a small, small setbacks, right? But then others used those setbacks to really grow and apply themselves, and they accepted the challenge. So I think a lot of times we label ourselves. And we label other people and like, oh, they have a fixed mindset. Like that generation has a fixed mindset. Possibly, right? Could be generational. But I know a lot of older people that are still learning and growing and taking classes. And so just think it's something to become aware of and look at yourself. And we all at different times in our life probably have a fixed mindset as well as a growth mindset. So I don't think it's good or necessary to label someone one way or another. When you have a fixed mindset, you believe that there are basic abilities, your intelligence is a certain way, you can't 
learn a new talent, whatever talent God gave you, that's it. You're out of luck. If you really wanted to be a singer and you have bad, you know, a bad voice, you've been told, or like you didn't have a piano growing up, so how could you ever learn how to play the piano? A lot of people believe that, right? You believe that your brain, how you were born is how you are. There's no way to change. A lot of people believe that. It's a fixed mindset. That failing is bad and you have to focus on just how you look. You can't fail. If you have a fixed mindset, you shy away from challenges. You don't want to take any risks unless you know that you're going to be successful of the outcome. You're more motivated by fear and you have an all or nothing attitude, right? So we all know people and I would just challenge you instead of looking outward, look inward. When have you had these thoughts, right? When have you thought these things? And I'm guessing you can find several ways that you have. When you have a growth mindset, you understand that God did give you certain talents, but it is possible to learn something new. You can learn how to play the piano when you're 50 years old. As I've looked at my life, like, I didn't go to school during computer age, right? I had typing class when I was in high school. I learned how to type, which actually is a really valuable skill, right? I can at least use a computer because I know how to type. A lot of kids these days don't even know how to type. They do it with their thumbs and their fingers. So I can write a letter. (laughs) I can write cursive. My kids can't read my handwriting, so I have to either type it out or really focus on, oh, I have to print because my, I need my kids to read this. So there's certain things that I didn't learn, but I'm proud of myself because I'm figuring out, especially with my business, how to do technology, how to create a reel, how to put music to it, how to put words to it, how to send it, uh, how to save it, how to all these different things that I wasn't taught in school. And so having a growth mindset is that you know that you can learn new things. It just takes practice. You might have to pay someone to teach you how to do something. If you have a growth mindset, you believe that your brain can learn different things. You believe in neuroplasticity. You focus on emphasis on learning and growing and seeking and challenges. And I would say for of many years, I was just focused probably on surviving and raising my kids. And so I didn't really like take opportunities to learn and do different things. But now I'm always learning and growing and trying new things. Next week, I'm going to Colorado. And that will have been maybe a month ago when you're listening to this that I've already done that, that I'm becoming a breathwork coach. I know breathwork helps with trauma. And so I want to be able to learn how to help women or my clients with their breath work, teaching them different techniques that they can do when they're super anxious, when they are feeling like they're having a panic attack, that they can breathe through those moments. And so that's something I never, if you would have asked me two years ago, are you going to ever become a breath work coach? I would have been like, no, that's weird. But I'm doing those things because I've learned enough about my nervous system, about breathing, that I'm like, no, this is actually super helpful. It's going to be helpful for me. It will be helpful for my kids if they'll let me teach them. 
and it will be helpful for my clients. Obstacles equal opportunity. So if you believe in growth, an obstacle is just an opportunity to learn and grow and figure out a different way. I think I've always been, if I have an obstacle, I'm going to figure out how to get around it and do it. But I think a lot of people, that's scary, right? Willing to put effort in, believe that success may not come naturally. So I 100% believe this and pay attention. Like, do you believe that? Do you think it's possible to, if you put effort in, that you could be successful and it doesn't have to come naturally? I'm going to say this podcast is a perfect example of this because I would never have said I was a good speaker. I could do something like this. I lived way below in the shadows of my former spouse. I below my potential for sure. But now I just learning and doing it consistently every Monday that I 100% know I can do it. And regardless of how many people listen, it still has helped me realize like, no, I can, if I put effort in, I can create a better podcast each and every week. And when you fail, you just learn from it. It's not anything against you. It doesn't say anything about you or what kind of person you are. It's just another opportunity to learn. So why people are the way they are. Some of it is genetic, right? Some of it is. Like we are a component of our parents' DNA. Some of our parents are more growth mindset. Some are fixed. Some are a combo. So pay attention. If you're like, why am I the way I am? Look at your genetics. But don't use that as, as an excuse. It's just good information to figure out. How were you brought up? Were you brought up in a home that learned and did new things and took risks and went repelling. I was talking to my kids and they're like, mom, why do you take us to do these crazy things? We don't, you know, we don't like repelling. My one son particularly has had several bad experiences repelling. I hate repelling too. Like I don't like it, but we've done it several times. Giving your kids opportunities to have these experiences, but look at what, how was I brought up? Did I do any of those things? And if you weren't, If you didn't have an upbringing that did any of that, do you want to create that for your own family now? Um, What kind of praise did you receive from your parents? Were you only given praise when you got an A on a paper? I think that's so important. And are you doing that to your kids? Like, is it based on what they do or who they are or what? How are you giving them praise? Are you punishing them and telling them they're a horrible person if they do a bad job? Because that's very shame based, right? Pay attention to how you were given praise growing up, but also pay attention to how, if you have children, how you give praise and feedback. Context in which you live and work. So where do you live? Where do you work? Are you giving those opportunities? And I think for me as a stay-at-home mom, I didn't give myself those opportunities, and I don't think there was space to give myself those opportunities. I don't know. I I never said, hey, I want to go to this retreat. I want to do this. I want to do that. I don't think I did that because I didn't see it modeled. And I also didn't think that was a possibility. But now I know I was wrong. Like that was a wrong thinking. I don't want to think that way. That was very fixed mindset, right? So all these things are just important information. It's not to judge, not to call your parents up and say, you know, why didn't you do this? But it's just to know 
so you can do better for your own children and for yourself. Just so you know, we can rewire our brain. You can rewire it because our brain has neuroplasticity. It has the ability to do so, which is so amazing and so powerful. We can increase our awareness. Spend some time understanding what fixed is, what growth is. Spend some time getting to know yourself and just becoming aware. What do I do? Was that a fixed mindset thing? Was that a growth mindset? Like just look inside yourself to kind of figure this out and then get real with yourself. Be honest. Don't say you're a fixed mindset, but you're really a growth or vice versa, like growth and you're fixed. It's not anything to be ashamed of or judged. It's just so you know when you know better, you do better when you have knowledge. Knowledge is power. Figure out where you want to go. Slow your brain down. Be able to consciously identify what is happening to your brain because I think sometimes our brain just gives us lots of thoughts and just continue like negative and positive and it's telling you you can't do something, you can do something. So just slow it down. Write it down in a journal. Talk about mindsets with other people. I love masterminds. I've recently, like the past few years, I've been involved in some masterminds and they are so amazing because you can just talk to other people that kind of have the same passion. That's why I love like I love life coaches. I love talking to life coaches because we're always trying to look at our brains and think different thoughts and we're in a growth mindset and it just helps you. It's like someone gives you a different thought. You're like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Actively practice the new mindset and let go of the old one. So if there is something you want to change, like I want to learn X, Y, or Z, you've got to practice, 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 and then you can do it. But if you just stop yourself like, oh, I can't, I'm not coordinated. I can't dance. Like if you just automatically stop yourself, of course, you're not going to ever be able to dance or do anything. Oh, I can't figure out computers. And I've caught myself saying that, like, I can't figure this out. It's too hard. That's just blocking you, right? That's creating the fixed mindset. Like, no, I'm going to figure this out. I can totally figure this out. That's just so much more open, right? Some tips for letting go. If you're like, I have been this way my whole life and I'm however old you are, you can change. You totally can change. Everyone can change. Learn about how other people have changed their mindsets. Many of the reasons that I wanted to become a life coach because it changed me. Life coaching changed me so much. Like I literally feel like I became a different person. It changed me so much that I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to learn how to be a life coach, what that is, so I can help other people change. So that was my force and reason why I wanted to become a life coach. And so pay attention to that. Focus on what other people are doing. Pay attention to your words. Your words matter. How are you speaking to yourself? How are you speaking about learning new skills? Pay attention to that. When you have little wins, like reward yourself. Say, good job. I did it. Look how amazing I am. I do this often with my kids because that's who's at the house. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, I'm amazing. I figured this out. And they're like, mom, really? You should have asked me. I would have done it. And I'm, it took me hours and it took them like one minute. But I'm like, no, I wanted to figure it out, 
right? And so reward yourself for these little wins. Try different ways to learn things. I think sometimes that's why our education system is struggles, in my opinion, because all kids learn differently. And so we need to figure out how do you learn? Do you need to watch a video? Do you need to listen to a book? Do you need to, I mean, there's so many different ways. Do you need to go to a class and sit in a class? There's so many different ways to learn. Figure out how you learn best and do it that way. And if you're not learning a, one skill that way, try it a different way. Set small goals and keep learning. So don't create like, I'm going to learn how to, I don't know, I'm just going to use dance for an example, the salsa. I'm going to learn it and perform it on a stage in one month. Well, that's probably not going to happen. Okay. But sit, like, I'm going to sign up for a class, like do all the little steps and it could be eventually you're going to get to your ultimate end goal of performing the salsa on a stage. But that's just not going to happen in a month. So set smaller, realistic goals along the way. Value your progress over perfection. First of all, drop perfection. No one's perfect at anything. I'm going to use the podcast as an example of this. If you listen to my first podcast that I did on my own, I'm not going to say it was terrible, but it was rough. Like I was a mess. I was like in the middle of getting divorced. I was in a personal crisis mode right then. But I was like, no, I'm going to continue my podcast. So yes, I was a mess, but I was so not confident. I was like, this is going to be terrible. I, I was reading everything. And but from now I can listen. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I actually can see my progress. And so not that anyone else is looking at that, but I am. And I I'm just like, wow, I really, I like got better. The last tip for letting go is set fail challenges. Like don't plan to not fail. Like failure is a way we learn and progress. And it doesn't, I think our society just teaches it wrong. Like failure is not bad. It's actually a lot, gives you a lot of great information. And if you, you know, look at very successful people, they are good at failing because failure teaches them something. So learn from those failures. I know a lot of people have heard of PTSD, right? But a new term that a lot of psychologists are coming out with is PTG, which is post-traumatic growth. So given the fact that we all have trauma, different types of trauma, different levels of trauma, like we're not going to compare our trauma and PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder, right? It's considered a lot of people in war. So like the military did this um, study. So we have that on one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is post-traumatic growth. And in the middle is resilience, right? So you can grow through your trauma. Like I think sometimes people are like, oh, I have PTSD. Like I'm never... Or I have all these traumatic things like holding you back. But when you have growth and you have a growth mindset and you become more resilient with your trauma, getting your nervous system regulated, you can have post-traumatic growth. And what that is, is almost bouncing forward from your trauma. Your trauma isn't holding your back. It's not weighing you down. And that is through a lot of therapy, a lot of processing, a lot of understanding what was traumatic in the first place, all of that, but it is possible to move through it and to move forward. 
naturally occurring process of healing and growth following trauma. So as you heal and grow and understand your trauma, you're going forward, right? There's a lot of things that can hinder you and but it's as you facilitate it, as you process it, as you get it out of your body, you're going to grow. Getting a strong support network, hiring a coach, hiring a therapist, having a good set of friends, talking about your problems, whatever is going on with you, having that support system is huge. I think group therapy is amazing. It's very helpful. Reengaging with your daily activities. So a lot of times when you're having a trauma response, if you're feeling you have trauma, you just stop doing a lot of things. But having those daily activities that you do, the ability to process things in a relaxed, regulated body, and that you're going to learn when you learn about your nervous system, right? But it is possible to, when you learn all these things from a traumatic situation, to have post-traumatic growth because you have widened your window of resilience, you've been able to regulate your nervous system, you've been able to process your trauma and at least understand it, talk about it, and move through it instead of having it get stuck inside of you. I would say, like, I just, when I was learning about this, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I am a great example, not to brag, of a post-traumatic growth because I feel like once I realized all the trauma that I had in my body, all the avoiding, all the pain that I was just holding from betrayal, once I got that, once I understood it, and I'm not saying I'm finished processing all of it, but once I could understand it, I was able to move through it. And the growth, a lot of times I've called myself Gen 2.0. I feel like I'm on like five, maybe 10 now. I don't know. I'm definitely not a two anymore. But And I'm not saying that like, oh, look how amazing I am. But the amount of like work and the trajectory I'm going, I'm able to I've been able to move through the trauma and in turn help other women. And that is my main goal. You can't help someone when you're in the middle of the of trauma, but because of the growth that I've made, and I think it was probably because I had so many years of holding it in, I was like, I'm done. I need to get this off me. I want this out of me. Um, for whatever reason, I, I just feel like, and it's totally possible for anyone listening that they can also experience post-traumatic growth. In the end, I just wanted to say like trauma is like an earthquake. Traumas have lots of different magnitudes. So you could have like, I don't know, a big earthquake is like a seven or something, right? And then like all the little traumas could, you know, be a four or three or anyway. So just envision like trauma is is like an earthquake. And your whole city could collapse if you haven't experienced how to be resilient, if you haven't figured out your nervous system, if you haven't done all those things, your whole city could totally be wiped out. But there could be a traumatic event happen. And, you know, like right now, they're doing a lot of like earthquake provisions, making buildings earthquake proof, if that's a thing. They're putting like still poles in the foundation and I don't know all the construction talk, but they're trying to make it more earthquake safe. So if an earthquake does hit Salt Lake, which supposedly there's going to be a big earthquake because we're on the fault line. 
so that's just what you do. That's when you go to therapy. You're getting help when you have trauma. You're processing it. You're figuring out how to strengthen your zone of resilience so you can build, you can put those poles, those cement beams in your body so that you don't totally fall apart when an earthquake happens. And some of us, the infrastructure is just going to, fall apart and that's okay because we can rebuild that up. And I, I feel like that's basically how I felt when I experienced betrayal. I just felt like my whole world just fell apart. But as I've gotten more resilient and learned more things and studied and learned about post-traumatic growth and learned about fixed mindset and growth mindset, that it's built my inner foundation and so that I'm more resilient. So my, if something happens now, I'm not, I don't just fall to pieces, right? So the idea is when you're experiencing trauma is to be able to have your, feel resilient and get your city or yourself running more quickly than it did before. So you can, that's how you're going to notice if you're growing and progressing is that it is easier. It doesn't take as long but if you're like, oh my gosh, I've been dealing with this for five years, maybe you need to get your resilience stronger so that you can have more growth And when it comes to trauma. And when you rebuild, you're rebuilding a better you. You're not rebuilding from what you were before. You're rebuilding a more stronger, a more resilient, a more growth-oriented person. I find this stuff fascinating that our brain is so powerful that it can reroute and redo things that were in our past and create a new future. Things that we don't want to do anymore, we can change if we practice and we have to become aware. We have to get the help we need and have the idea that it is possible to retrain our brain into becoming better and stronger and more resilient. So thanks so much for listening. Pay attention if you're not on my email list because I'm going to be doing some webinars on this and having some Q&As because I think it is so important. And especially if you've experienced betrayal or you're experiencing divorce or anything else that is traumatic in your life, that it can help you so you're not totally falling apart like in an earthquake. You're, you're, you're not totally collapsing that you're able to hold on and so you can help yourself and anyone else that you're responsible for. So thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. If you want to learn how to live happily even after, sign up for my email at lifecoachjen.com. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Happily Even After Podcast. Let's work together to create your happily even after.